When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome along to the Final Fallen Podcast. It is great to have your company and great to have the company of a man who's making his debut on the show and has been tearing it up with winners left, right and center, uh, including a Cheltenham Festival winner earlier this year. John McConnell, welcome to the show. Hi, Emmett. How are you? I'm good, thank God. Um, not as good as yourself. It's been a, a great time. Uh, you've saddled 21 winners in Ireland last year. You're already on 15, so you're well on track to beat that. Um, now that we're back into the jumps, and the jumps is properly back, how are things going at the yard? Yeah, they're going fine, Emmett. Um, we're tipping along nicely. Um, some of the nice horses are well, have already won, and some, are, some more are about to come out. And um, Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I haven't had a good flat season, but that's more, we just haven't had the ammo, really, so... Um, no, things are looking forward to the to the winter. And if I could take you back to March for a second, your first Cheltenham Festival winner with Seddon, uh, who was only narrowly beaten over hurdles the other day by Willie Mullins Winter Fog. Uh, you did me a big favour that day because I put him up on Talksport. But what was that feeling like for you? It was a bit surreal, to be honest. Um, you know, it was a childhood dream. Um, I suppose I always knew I wasn't going to be a jockey. I was too heavy to be a jockey, so. For a long time, I I, I wanted to train, and um, Chetlam is where you want to be. So yeah, unbelievable, really, and still, still, still now when I think about it, you know, so happy and proud, you know. Yeah, I'd I'd imagine it is a a remarkably special feeling. Does it leave you with a hunger to get back there and have more success? Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, every winner does, but I suppose especially a Chetlam winner. But I mean, I know how hard it is to do that, so. I'm not going to dwell on it if I don't get back there ever or if I don't get back there for a few years or whatever, but I, I, I certainly want to. Um, um, but, you know, I, 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 really, I, did, I did appreciate how, how, how big it was at the time. And I remember talking to people and asking me, was it as good as I thought? And it was better, you know. So it was, uh, yeah, really, really special. And um, hopefully we can get back there. And what is the latest with him after his run behind Winter Fog the other day? He commanded the race very well, yeah. Um, he's literally, as I'm talking to you, he's literally landed in New York um, and he's gone to quarantine for a couple of days. Um, so we're, the American Grand National is Saturday week and um, we had that's where we're heading next with him. So hopefully, um, you know, I suppose the most important thing is that he, he he's travelled okay and that we get him there in one piece and happy with him and then what will be will be but um, it's a great adventure anyway. And of course the race that was taken last year by uh, Shark Hanlon so it's it's a That's race right, yeah. it's a um, race that is well used to Irish dominance. Does he give you the feeling that 
he's the kind of horse that will excel uh, around fairgrounds or far hills. Well, he's very adaptable for a horse. Obviously, he can mix it between jumps or chases and hurdles, and um, the ground should be okay for him. Trip is perfect for him. So there's a lot of, a lot of boxes ticked. Um, obviously, there's some good horses in it, and Gordon has sent over a good horse. Um, so, you know, listen, it's competitive as it should be for the, the money that's involved, but... Um, you know, the syndicate were game to have a go at it and um, we're nearly there now. So hopefully it all goes smoothly the next week. Cheltenham Festival winner followed by a big win in the American Grand National. That sounds good to me. Um, no no pressure, Seddon, but I, I think he can do it. Um, a horse I'm very intrigued to see in action this year is Mahler Mission. Really impressive in a beginner chase at Navan. Went down fighting against the talented Churchstone Warrior and then fell, unfortunately, when fancied for the National on Chase at Cheltenham. How has he been? He's great. Uh, he was sore after he fell and we gave him uh, we, we, we contemplated trying to get him back to Pudgetown, but it just wasn't happening. So we gave him a life break. He <clears throat> hasn't missed a beat since he came back in. Um, he has an entry for the Munster National. I don't think he'll run in it. It uh, might just come a, a week or two too soon. Um, so, listen, uh, he'll probably start in one of those big handicaps. I don't know where, whether it's the Troy Town or um, was it the Ladbrook Trophy. Or, uh, there's loads of different ones he could start in. And... Uh, I'm hoping he can win one of them. Um, like if he if he stood up and won in Cheltenham, he'd be a high 150s horse now. So yeah, <clears throat> uh, you know, um, I'm not sure. I'm not 100 sure he would have held on in in Cheltenham if he stood up. But I think uh, both myself and Johnny Barry, if we were riding the race again, would Johnny maybe would hold on to him a bit longer. And um, I think if that had been the case, he, he, number one, he probably wouldn't have fallen. Number two, he definitely would have won. You know, so yeah. <clears throat> for me, he was the best horse in the race, and um, I'm, I'm hoping he can win a big handicap. And then after that, we'll see. But uh, he's still a very young horse, you know. So the sky's the limit, really. I, I suppose that victory of Seddon then a couple of days later at Cheltenham would have taken the edge off that. But it must be incredibly frustrating when you're getting to Cheltenham and everything you've done, all the work you can do. It's now up to what's going to happen on the track. And something like that happens. Yeah, it was like horrific at the time. Um, I was watching it like because obviously he he started to pull apart the field quite early on, and I was watching it going, "This is unreal." But at the same time, I kind of knew that he was going to get tired um, because you can't really do that from so far out in Cheltenham and hope to last, you know, especially not in a three mile six race. Um, so I kind of it wasn't surprised it happened, but. Um, I thought, you know, it was devastating, but I, but I suppose the ability he showed before that was very thrilling as well. And while it wasn't as good as a win, it was certainly great to see. And the owner said, "Wow, you know, we've some more." So it was that was that that's that's kind of eased it a little bit, I suppose. It was just a case of can't wait to get him back on the track whenever that would be. You know, is the Grand National a potential long term aim for him? Uh, well, if Amy, who rides them every day, uh, had a way, definitely not. Um, uh, um, uh, this is everything is an option. Um, it really depends on what what, what way it goes um, over the first few months of the season. You know, like if he if he did win a handicap, he's going to be a high one fifty horse, and that's you know, a whole different ball game, really. You know, so um, there might still be a little bit of improvement in him. He's still a young horse and probably looks as well as he's ever looked. He's not a very pretty horse and always very lean, but he's, he's carrying more condition now than he's ever done. So this, I, 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 anything's possible. It'd be great to get, listen, I'd, I'd be delighted if we just get a big handicap out of him, but certainly all races are open to him. And although he fell, he's normally a really good jumper. So 
Um, yeah, it's a, he's exciting. He deserves a big handicap win, and, and you deserve a big pot with him as well. And I, I think you'll get it. Um, he is a, a very, very exciting horse when everything yeah. goes right for him. Um, uh, an absolute star for you has been Anna Bunina. Uh, she's won six times for you, including a grade two, third in the Scottish Champion Hurdle, and then second to Echoes and Rain in a grade one of the Punchestown Festival. All of her best form is on good ground. So that soft to heavy we saw her on last time out at Gore and really wouldn't have suited her. How is she doing? She's good. She's come out of the race really well. She's in the uh, big handicap. Was it the October handicap? I don't know what it's called. The nice, um at the weekend, but the ground again is going to be too too slow for her, I'd say. Um, there's probably a good day in her in the flat. Um, um, so we won't we won't um, we, we won't use it too much over the winter because of what you said. The ground is, is too deep for her, but um, she'll certainly make an appearance at some of the big festivals next next some uh, next spring. And um, I would like to have a cut up at a big handicap on the flat um, as well. Um, We'll, we'll 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 probably keep her in training, I'd say, for another year. So she's she seems as good as ever, to be honest. And um, um, it's just finding the right conditions for her. Yeah, she's a real weapon when she gets things her own way. Um, a horse I'm very intrigued yeah. by is Jackpot the Chazelle. I knew I was going to balls this pronunciation up. I practiced it so hard earlier on. John was getting it right, and yeah. then the second we go to record absolutely butcher it. Uh, the horse who was beaten only two lengths by the eventual Fred Winter winner, uh, Jazzy Matty, on his debut for you, and then he destroyed his rivals in a juvenile hurdle at Air. Uh, he made his comeback last month after a seven-month break, dropped out early enough. Uh, I think the vet was saying that there was um, blood at both his nostrils. How is he since then? Because he looks a proper prospect to me. Yeah, he's good. Um, the, the bleed in the soul was wacky. It happened pretty much at the first hurdle. Um, we'd lo- we lung washed him afterwards and <clears throat> he hadn't been bleeding internally or anything. So it was a weird one. Um, so we're really going to have to go and, and have another crack and, and see what happens. A uh, lot of ability. He's a very, very big horse and probably got, probably got weak in the spring. Um, that's probably, I mean, he ran well in, in Nace in the grade two, but he probably didn't run as, as well as we hoped, but he was getting weak at that stage. He, his future really lies over fences. He's the most brilliant jumper. Um, and that's where he'll go. I say, I say, he'll go straight over fences. Um, so yeah, listen. There's a little bit of a cloud because of what happened in the stall. But if we get a clear run with him, he's got an, a lot of ability. So um, we'd be hopeful that um, you know chasing his game. And I suppose they go a little bit slower there as well. But he's a big engine. There must be some element of relief while also confusion when you realise he didn't actually bleed. Yeah, it's, it was, I mean, it was yeah, very weird because, I mean, obviously his lungs couldn't have been put under any pressure at that stage, so mm. that's normally when a horse bleeds. Um, he is a horse that gets, um, I wouldn't say worked up, but he certainly comes alive when he's at the races. Uh, but he didn't really that day either, so we were a bit perplexed by it. Um, and we just have to put a line through and hope it doesn't happen again. There's not a lot we can do about it because as I said he wasn't bleeding uh, internally all along with the lung wash told us that and um, we had we had actually done a hard bit of work with him about a week before I scoped him and he was perfectly clean so yeah listen it's a hopefully he goes the right way you know sometimes those horses can go the wrong way but um, if he does go the right way he'll be uh, he'll be kind of a force to be working with over fences so novice chasing campaign this season yeah excellent 
That's very yeah. exciting. Very, very exciting. Particularly the point you make about they go slow over fences, which is uh, an obvious one that we don't always think about. Um, bold reflection. Five-year-old mayor by Mount Nelson. Really impressive debut winner for you uh, at Limerick on St. Stephen's Day. And then she was beaten in a grade three at the Punchestown Festival. She's from the family of Clondaw Court. What's the latest with her? She's great, yeah. Um, she was just too fresh that day at Punchestown. Jamie would admit himself he probably got half run away with, with her. And um, he, was, he wasn't hard on her at the finish. But he came in, he was very impressed with her. Um, considering she hadn't done things the right way, you know. So she's a big girl. She's go hurdling. Um, and I mean, whatever she does over hurdles is a bonus as well because she's really going to be a chaser. But she's a, I'd say she's, a, you know, she's definitely a lot of ability and should be a graded mayor um, at some point anyway. Yeah, would the mayor's novice hurdle be the obvious target for her? Um, well, the mayor's novice is two miles, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably going to so be too she fast. might be a little bit. She might be a two mile four, three mile mare, um, but you know something good will be a target. <laughs> I don't know what exactly, but um, I'll get them. I, I don't. I, I I tend not to think too far ahead. So we've got at least a maiden hurdle under our belt, and and that um, you know we try and go baby steps with them. And uh, but yeah, you know, she's a she's a lot of ability, and she's going well at home. So we're happy with her. It's also not all about Cheltenham. There is more to life than just the Cheltenham Festival. Although if you wait a couple of years, there's probably going to be some three-mile mare's novice hurdle that they'll throw into the festival as well, just to try and really pad it out, dearie me. Um, Chance the yeah. Robin, the... Now, there's plenty of other options, though, you know, outside of Cheltenham, plenty of good money and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just sometimes it's not a race suitable for them. But, um, yeah, I mean, if we can get it to Cheltenham, we will, but... Um, uh, she's a, definitely a host with a future anyway. Yeah, she looks a right prospect. Uh, Chance the Robin, who was a good winner at Hexham the other day, he showed some pretty useful form in bumpers, and uh, then you took him over to the UK for a, a hurdling debut, which couldn't have gone any better. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice horse. He's he's quite slow, um, but just gallops and gallops and gallops, and and loves soft ground. Hard to hard to judge how good he could be uh, or is because um, I think he's. Definitely horse for extreme conditions. Um, so I was talking to the owner the other day and we were humming and home whether we stay hurdling or go chasing. Um, I think we'll definitely give him another run over hurdles and see. We'll step him up a bit in grade and see see how that goes. But, I mean, essentially he will be a chaser as well. And, um, I'm hoping he could be another kind of big handicap uh, chaser in time. Um, yeah, very light horse too. Is he one who could continue his racing over in the UK? Because those raids to Britain are, are becoming hugely successful for you. Yeah, I mean, the UK is open to them all, really. I mean, the choice really here is to take on the big guns and and, and a lot of the time finish second or third or fourth to them or, or maybe pick a slightly easier race in the UK and get a win and get more confidence and, you know, um, people like winning, so... Um, it's you know this um, this country so competitive, and well, that's why we look so much to the UK. And um, um, but you know he's good enough to run in Ireland, but um, he'll certainly probably end up in the UK at, at some stage anyway. Yeah, of all the novice hurdle races for the Cheltenham Festival, the Supreme, the Ballymore, and the Potato Race, um, on odds checker yeah. horses currently priced up for those races. 
Nicky Henderson's got 10 horses. Wilmot was just moved to him, so that's increased from 9 to 10 uh, from Neil Mulholland. Paul Nichols has 9. I think Gordon has 14. Um, Willie Mullins has 47. So, so yeah, the yeah. novice hurdle division is going to be fairly busy in Ireland for Willie Mullins. Yeah, like, and, uh, you know, more power to him, but it just makes life hard for us. And um, I've, I, I've certainly found that people prefer to win than come second or third, even if the money isn't as good or, or, or that, you know, it, it, the win is what it's all about, really. I mean, a lot of, you're not really in the jumps game, you're not in it to make money anyway. So yeah, um, sure. that's why we, I suppose we go to the UK a good bit. Uh, working on a dream. We've only seen uh, her once. That was in uh, Kilbegan, uh, I believe, for a, a bumper where she was second, but second to, uh, yeah. surprise, surprise, Willie Mullins uh, with Longview Lady. She looked a, a strong staying type on that debut and looked a nice, looked definitely a winner in waiting. Yeah, she's really nice. Um, she took us a little bit by surprise. Um, she's fit like, but she, again, she's a kind of slow mare, but she's a mare I think that could gallop all day and she's a very 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 good jumper she'll be a much better jumper than a bumper horse so um, we might have one more go on a bumper and then she'll go hurling um, um, she could be decent you know um, there's a lot left to kind of uh, work on with her and um, I, I, again I'm not sure how good she is she wouldn't blow you away at home at work but I just know from um, her galloping that she, she has a a very good set of lungs on her and that's what you need for, for those stamina races so I could see her being a lovely um, you know staying up as hurdler uh, Drum Bear looked very good in his chase debut at Limerick's Christmas meeting that was after a break of uh, seven months off and then he was a very unlucky at Musselburgh when he unseated his rider in an office chase there in February um, what's the latest with him? He's pr- pretty much ready to start as well he, he's had issues with blood vessels um Oh, that's his big issue. That's why he's quite a lightly raced. Um, but he's a lot, a lot of ability. Um, it was a good performance to win in Limerick that that day. Um, so he'll probably he, he'll he'll end up in handicap chases, um, and he should be competitive in them. I don't think he's overly handicapped. Um, and if we can keep him right, uh, health wise and lung wise, um, he could progress into you know a real nice um, handicap chaser. Um, He's a big horse, so you know he's probably only coming into himself now. But um, yeah, he's he's a he's, he's a lot of ability. He looks a, a nice horse. He overcame really horrible ground at the Limerick Christmas meeting. Had that left a had that left a mark on him? Do you think in the run in Musselburgh, even with the month break? Um, yeah, he was just Ben was never really happy with him that day in, in Musselburgh. Whatever the reason, we're not sure. Um, and it could have it could have been it could have been a hard run at Christmas, but um, when he's right, he's a he's a very decent horse. So hopefully, we can get a clear run with him. Kinbara wears the silks of Mrs. Uh, Miss Carolina Hearn, who of course owns Anna Benina. Uh, she was an eighteen-length winner of uh, he even not to misgender him in this day and age, an eighteen-length winner of his maiden hurdle at Wexford, and then another eighteen-length win in a novice at Cartmel. Uh, looks to have bags of stamina and also looks to have plenty of class. Yeah, very classy horse. Um, like he he won well on his bumper, and then got absolutely carved up in the entry bumper. Still wasn't beaten that far. Came back with cuts all over him, and has been very impressive in his hurdles. Okay, there were summer hurdles or, or that, but he's a lot of ability. 
we haven't got near uh, the surf, you know, the, the the limit of it. I'd say um, he's not a very robust horse. We have to mind him a little bit, but um, he's he's got he's got a lot of ability. So I think he's definitely um, you know a graded horse. Uh, how you know how good we'll see, but and he's yeah, I say he's a three miler. So um, you know. He might end up in the Albert Bartlett if things went great. But, I mean, we have a lot of water to go under the bridge before that. Well, that that is cool though that there is a potential long term target uh, target even of the Cheltenham Festival and it being the potato race as we call it here. Uh, so the Albert Bartlett, hopefully, yeah. the, the long term aim for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I've had a couple of runners in the Albert Bartlett and they haven't gone on as well as as well as I've liked. And I mean. Maybe we'd miss it. We'd skip it with him and go for an entry or um, other races. We'll see. I don't want, you know, maybe that's just, but people do say that about the Albert Bartlett that it needs a mark name sometimes. So um, it's definitely in the, under consideration. I suppose the owners will be a big factor in it, but um, uh, he's definitely one that could be in contention for it. Yeah, there used to be this attitude that um, the RSA did the same to chasers, that they wouldn't be the same uh, on the back of that. And it, and you'd have to be really, really good to overcome it. And I remember there was a, a big piece, I think it was Kevin Blake did a big piece. Yeah, it was Kevin, did a big piece debunking that, which I'm not entirely sure holds up, actually. Um, I think most owners do have the view that the RSA, or now Brown Advisory, does leave a mark. And it it appears as though the potato race is, is the very same. Um, there's a perception that Gordon Elliott t- targets that race with his best novice hurdlers. No, he doesn't. His best novice hurdlers all go for the Ballymore. Uh, that's his race. Ballymore, and, yeah. and he hasn't won the potato race yet. He's had he's tried very hard. Um, but he does tend to ease off. Like Jerry Colomb didn't go for that race. And a number of other uh, really high-class chasers didn't run for him in, in the potato race as well so it, it does seem like that's you're not alone in that theory there's, there's a there's definitely well, a number of the RSA, the, you know if the rsa is is bad for them this is either a year or two younger again and yeah they go a good they go a good gallop and uh, you know it, it is it is stamina sapping um so it's a great race don't get me wrong and i've had a couple of places in this but um whether sometimes it's in the in long-term interest of the horse as a chaser going forward, I think that's open for debate, you know, but that's, that's everybody's everybody's own prerogative, what they want to do, you know, you could, there's nothing wrong with winning the Albert Bartlett either, you know. Absolutely nothing wrong with it whatsoever, and also, Albert Bartlett crisps are delicious, and if they'd like to sponsor the final furlong, they can uh, get free mentions here <laughs> on the show, as long as there's crisps coming through the door, we're alright. Um, you had a double during yeah. the week, uh, Liz Namalt Lad was the was one of the legs of this, he's a five-year-old by Court Cave, um, he had a penalty for his two previous wins over hurdles, uh, and he was the, the second of your double, um, what did you make of that performance, and what's your plan going forward with him? Yeah, I'm very happy with him. Uh, he's a work in progress. He's getting better all the time. He was entitled to win the other day, and he did. Um, again, he's a lot of ability. Um, I would say we'll, we'll, we'll have to step him up in grade shortly. He's probably a horse that doesn't want winter ground, so he's going to have a break probably uh, um, in, you know, in, the, in the near future. But he could be a horse that ends up in one of those big handicaps at one of the festivals, you know, because I think he's going to have that sort of a mark anyway. So um, he's, I haven't planned a route yet, but he's a really nice horse. And when he goes chasing, he should be a smart too. So yeah, delighted. And the owner's a big supporter of us as well. Yeah, big time. And uh, Wrexham won the novice handicap chase for you. So he was the first leg of the double. 
Um, you must have been pleased with that success. What's your plan with him going forward? Yeah, I'm just delighted to get his head in front. It's been a little while and he's been very consistent. Um, ben thinks maybe we should drop him in trip, uh, which so we might try that. Uh, he jumps really, really well. Um, and I'd say he'll probably end up in the UK a, a good bit. Um, for those novice handicap chases, a lot of the time they're not, there's not that many runners in it, so he could cherry pick some of them, hopefully. I'm sure we'll see where he takes us. But uh, he doesn't know us anything. He's won, he's won I think, uh, four or five races for us now, and he, he, you know, he's a, a good Saturday horse to have as well. Yeah, another potential Saturday horse is um, not the owned. I think, is that right? Not not an owned. Um, six-year-old by not now Cato. I see. Not now Ned. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ned. Oh, for God's sakes. Not now, Ned. All I have to do is listen back to the commentary, but I've gotten into this habit of having the commentary on mute, so I'm watching race replays but not listening to the commentator. Um, so we've seen him three times for you, uh, second at Galway, then bolted up at Bellistown uh, under Jody Townend. Uh, you took him to the listed race at Cheltenham's November meeting where he was beaten 18 and a half legs. It didn't really happen for him that day, but he looked a proper prospect prior to that. No, he scoped wrong after that um, because he, he travelled beautifully in that race and just didn't, was emptied up the hill. So we were, were kind of glad when we found something. He got a, um, a slight heat in the leg after that. So he's been off since. He's back riding out and um, he'd probably, listen, he, whether he makes it this season or not, we'll see. Um, I don't think he'll run in March uh, or April if, uh, you know, and take away his whole novice season. But we'll see how, he's, how he progresses. He's a, he's a, a, a lot of ability, a quite a quick horse, I'd say, and a um, uh, good bunch of lads on him. So, yeah, we were hoping, hope, hopefully he can bounce back from that, that tendon injury and um, uh, fulfil his potential. Tendon injuries are obviously not ideal, but they don't seem to be as bad as they once used to be, given the medical treatments that are available now. Yeah, I mean, they're not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um they listen. They'll, they'll, they'll heal and that, but they're always you're always you know worried it's going to happen again, or or, or they go on the other legs a, a lot of the time as well. So, um, you know, um, they're not great. But listen, they can if they do bounce back. I don't think they lose any ability from from it. So, um, you know, with the good horses, definitely we're keeping keeping going with them if we can. Not keeping you going. I'm going to go with that pronunciation. Uh, six-year-old mare. She won a, a maiden and a maiden point and a bumper last year. Uh, you took her to Aintree. Didn't quite happen there, but much better on her second hurdle start at Downpatrick the other day. Yeah, she's had a wind up since then, so hopefully that might uh, improve her a little bit. She just was always a little bit noisy. She seemed to be getting away with it, but she she definitely didn't in, in her hurdle run. So she'd be out shortly in the next month and we'll see where she takes us. Um, a very tough mare and has, has, has a good bit of ability. So hopefully, again, a good, really good bunch of people involved in her. So I'd like to get a maiden hurdle with her and then we go from there. Uh, five-year-old gelding by Spanish Moon, Moon Dorge, who was a winner at Cartmel back in May uh, as an odds-on favourite over two miles six. Yeah, lovely horse, a big, big horse, going to be a chaser. Um, he might go to Chatham in October for the Three Mile Novice. Um, he's in on Cork on Sunday. He could go there as well. Um, whatever he does over hurdles, he'll he'll improve uh, when he goes over fences. But yeah, I'd say he's quite a decent horse as well, and another horse that could make it into a good handicap chaser. 
Yeah, former that race that he ran in in Leopardstown back at the Christmas meeting has worked out really well. A lot of joy was second as a favorite. Deep Cave won it. Deep Cave popped up on my tracker the other day running in France. Has been moved, which I was surprised about. But obviously, yeah. the prize money over there is worth an absolute fortune. So maybe that's the the thought process because I think the ownership is still the same. Um, but it, to me, that Moon Dorge, I think you picked him up. Was the Tarasol sales for like thirty eight grand? It looks like a really good purchase. Yeah, he was good value. Um, he'd been turned as well, but quite well beaten. But he'd been very, very green, and there looked like there would be a lot of improvement in him. And um, that was a really good run at Leopardstown, and we purposely kept him a novice then. Um, and delayed running them till till May. Um, so yeah, he's a, he's a, he's he's still improving. He, he you know we don't know how good he could be, but he's definitely nice. Yeah, he looks a looks a very decent prospect. Um, a horse I, I need a good bit of help with because I don't know a whole lot about this one. A five year old gelding by Pride of Dubai, um, Pride of Mister E, third in his bumper, and has since joined you. Yeah, um, ran very well. Um, um, the reason we bought him was he was um, placed behind Kimbara in, in his bumper. And he was for sale and we bought him and Max McNeil um, actually bought him and Paddy Bryceland is in on him as well. Um, got a bang uh, kind of last year and we gave him loads of time off. He's back cantering now as well. So um, he'll be seen out probably in the new year and um, he's still a young horse. We'd probably go for a bumper with him and then go and have a hurling in, in the summer with him. But he's, I say he could have plenty of ability. Um, obviously, he's a kind of flat, flat page, but he's a big horse and I think he needed all that time. Bella Bliss, I think we're going to see this weekend at Chepstow. Looks set to remain unbeaten over fences last time out, uh, but then wasn't flying, fluent at the final fence and Henry de Bromhead's the short go managed to nab her late on, but she's two from three over fences and she definitely looks like a horse that's got plenty more winning in her. Yeah, the ground probably was too soft for us that day as well. She's gone to Shepstow, she's literally on the boat as we speak and uh, the main target area is for black type. It's a five-runner race, um, as a listed race, so she has a very good chance of getting black type. I don't think she'll win it, um, but um, she's a lovely filly, really gorgeous looking filly and um I, I would I'd be very hopeful we can pick up more prize money and more wins with her in some of those mares races in the spring as well. She's not a winter horse, she's a um autumn spring horse. You've been very kind with your time. I've got one more horse to ask you about, and it's the seven year old Grand Swore. Uh three from four over hurdles, including the two mile seven horse and jockey. Uh, rated hurdle in Thurless. You took him over to Doncaster for the Albert Bartlett. Um, they're getting a lot of mentions on this show. Albert Bartlett, River, Don, Novices yeah. Hurdle, Grade 2, which Stay Away Faye was runner-up in before going on to win the potato race. Sorry, Albert Bartlett, you don't get your proper mention there. Um, but he was never he was never really going that day. How's he been doing since? Yeah, he was disappointed and we found a problem with him soon after. He's back in work now. Uh, he is a lazy horse, again, quite kind of a slow horse. Um, but he, he progressed quite a lot um, last season and, you know, hopefully Chasing will bring out more progression. Um, we really thought he had a, a good chance of, of connecting in the River Down or going very close, so um, we were disappointed. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's one for novice chases and hopefully he could be another good handicap chaser uh, at least. Any young horse from the sales that I didn't spot on the Racing Post Bloodstock site or anyone that I haven't uh, mentioned well, that I should have? That 
Yeah, one that definitely should be mentioned is Intense Approach. Um, he has won two bumpers first this summer. Um, one in Bellystown and one in Listowel. Uh, one of winners bumper and uh, one of Willie's. He's a gorgeous horse. Um, he's the Jack Hobbs, and he'll probably go hurdling now because, um, well, what do you do with, with them? You know, he's he's running three bumpers, so you either wait for one of the good bumpers in the spring, or you go hurdling. And he's that he's um, a precocious sort of horse. So we we'll go, he we'll go for a maiden hurdle. He could be, he could be very, very good. He's he's high class. He had bolted up in Bellaston. So he'd been beaten by Doctor Eggman, uh, which again, William Mullins' horse, and looks quite promising. Um, but the horse that uh, you beat at Listowel in that bumper, uh, he had been disqualified from a race previously uh, by the stewards, uh, then won, and seemingly is held in pretty decent regard by the Mullins team. An intense approach had way too much for him. Like He looks like a really, really exciting horse. He does, and he's absolutely bouncing around the place now. Um, so... We won't be long getting an out over over jumps. I mean, anything in the bumper was going to be a bonus, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, he's really exciting, him, and he's he's just gonna he's just a lovely horse, lovely horse to train, really good attitude to to work and stuff. So, um, I'm really looking forward to him running again. Uh, when will we see him next? I don't know. It'll be a maiden hurdle. Um, um, I'm tempted to go for one of the good maiden hurdles, you know, uh, but. Uh, I probably bottle it and go for a midweek main hurdle somewhere, <laughs> and then we'll, and then we'll we'll, we'll obviously have to step up and grade. I'll, you know, I'll try again to be baby steps with them. I just know, you know, there's no need to be stepping from main hurdle up to having to be one forty to win their next race. So you know, I like to just gradually do it. Um, and if we can, we'll, we'll just take our time picking races. But um, he's, yeah, he's he's one I'm dreaming about. Well, Aidan O'Brien said on the show about a year ago that it's we were talking about Little Big Bear and he said it can often be a real advantage to get beaten first time out you don't want that to happen but if it does happen it's not a bad thing because then you get to run in another novice or you can go for another maiden and they just get that little bit more time to yeah. learn as opposed to being thrown into black type so if you were to go for a really nice uh, novice hurdle with him and then he wins then your your hand is really forced and you've got to go into yeah. the, the those black type races straight away um, he is only four as well, but I can hear the excitement in your voice about him. I'm getting excited talking about him. Yeah, I really, really like him. Really, you know, and I, I love his attitude. And um, yeah, he's exciting now. So um, hopefully, I don't mess it up. <laughs> never, John. Never. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so, so much for joining us on the show. Um, of all of the horses that you have. Who would give you the most satisfaction winning a, a major race this season? Um, uh, people, are, people are whispering to me, Anna, uh, here. Um, um, uh, listen, there's loads of Anna Benino, obviously. Um, I suppose the one who really has a chance and still could be anything is Malarition and I just hope that he can fulfil the potential we saw last year and go and win something, something good. You know, um, it's a hard year the year after the novice, and um, I'm just hoping that that he still has more improvement in him. You know, um, this is absolutely fabulous, Emma, to be talking like that. You know, um, 
<laughs> you know, I should be I should be on my knees thanking the Lord that I'm even think, talking about things like this, you know. So, um, but Mal Mission is, yeah, he's he's uh, he's very exciting as well, and I'm really hopeful he could go forward. I can neither confirm nor deny that I'm going placing a bet on the Grand National for Mal Mission. So no, no pressure. <laughs> if, 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 he, if he goes there, fantastic. If he doesn't, that's all good. I, I won't blame the his yeah. work writer. What's the name of his work writer? Amy Crook. No, no, no ill will whatsoever. He better turn up at the Grand um, Best of luck, John. Yeah, and uh, with these modifications and stuff, maybe should be swayed now. You know. <laughs> yeah, you see more changes, more changes to yeah, yeah. keep the the woke ideology uh, great. Although I, I had a good conversation with Ross Millar today, he's like, "This isn't woke. This is uh, this is genuinely doing. This is literally the BHA doing something for the benefit of the race, and everyone's turning on them because." Everybody has gotten fed up of, of what the BHA have been doing over the last while. And so when they finally do something good, no one can see that it's actually a good move. And everyone just goes, you clowns. So we'll, it will all be revealed, John. It will all be revealed in time. Um, yeah. well, get, me on, get me on about the BHA and the ISRB when I have no license and I'll, I really have an hour-long conversation with you. Yeah, um, the, the good doctor yeah. will have a, another feature in the Racing Post about Irish trainer bashes BHA. We have to ban them. We have to stop them coming over and winning all these races. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, I, just think, I just think with regards to the national, it, it just thinks of saying there's something wrong with us and I don't think I think they should be championing it and not 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 kind of um you know not saying there's anything wrong with it, you know? Um because where do you draw the line then? And um I just I just yeah I can't understand uh, you know because the people that they're they're trying to appease are are, are never going to be appeased, you know? So um I think people need to understand that. Uh um, and I, you know, anyway, listen, don't get me started. <laughs> no, but it, it's a fair point to make and it's a dangerous road to go down because like, I, I get it that you're trying to do something to make the sport, to make the race safer. Uh, I think we can all appreciate that, but you didn't, they didn't make any changes um, to it in, in like, like 2009, 2010, uh, 2011 there was a fatality 2012 there was a fatality they didn't they made some changes but nothing drastic 2013 all the way through to 2018 everything was fine with it they didn't have to do anything um, and Nick Luck was but asking I mean, where do you draw the line on it you, I mean to make it safer why did you just take it out of all the jumps you know then it'd be really safe you know, you I, know I, would, I mean you can't I would genuinely love you know, it if like somebody you, mean, I, you I, have to you, you, ha- you have to understand that that's that, that's the game we're in and the people at the that are leading it should be the people who champion it, you well, know? Well, Animal Rising's point has been from the get-go, they keep using this line, we want to have a national conversation about our broken relationship between humans and animals. And let's have a natural, a natural, natural, a national conversation then. And the national conversation goes very simply like this. What Animal Rising want is the destruction of the thoroughbred. They've openly admitted that. One of them even said to me, well, um, the... The equine thoroughbred is genetically frail. Uh, their breeding has genetic issues. They have physically genetic issues. Therefore, it's already a broken breed. So when they're extinct, that's actually for the betterment of them because they're in pain. This was the logic. There. This is the kind of twisted fascist-style fascist logic they were going for. And he even said, 
And there'll still be wild horses in existence. There'll still be wild horses in England. So what's the problem? There'll still be horses around. This is the sort of twisted mentality you're dealing with. They're, they don't want yeah. to protect this sport. They, they claim that they want to do what's right for horses. What they're obsessed with is animal rights, not animal welfare. And there's a significant difference yeah. between those two things. And if we're going to have a proper conversation about it, you can say this. If you like horses, if you like thoroughbreds, if you respect them, then understand that people like John McConnell and every other trainer in the business is doing their absolute best to make sure that these horses are well looked after. Because without these athletes, we don't have a sport. And we treat them like that. There will always be an element, it's a just a broken part of the human condition. There will be people who do despicable, horrible things. But people do despicable, horrible things to children. That's a human condition. That's not a, a condition of the sport itself. Uh, these horses yeah, are treated yeah. like kings and queens. So the trade-off is we're going to race them in the same way that show jumpers will use their horses, the dressage people will use their horses. We will give them incredible lives and look after them. Those guys will just move on to those sports then. You know, it, oh, it's of course, not, yeah. It would, it would never end, you know? Yeah, but that's that's all you have to do is just say to people, look, they want them extinct, we want them around, we want to support them, but the trade-off is they race for us and we breed them. That's yeah. the trade-off. That's the national conversation we need to have. I've never heard the BHA say that. I've never heard the jockey club say that. I've never heard anybody stand up and fight for the sport and just, just have a grown-up, honest conversation. Instead, it's all trying to yeah. appease them and play play a game about, oh, the fatality rate's not that bad. Look, it's 99.8% of horses get home safe and sound. Just say it as it is. The truth is, we're going to race these horses. They don't have a say in it, but if they don't want to, they won't race. You'd know that better than anybody. Yeah. A, a racehorse that doesn't yeah. want to race will act like a right bastard and won't race. Um, just people are, are grown up enough to understand these things. And and that would be the fear I would have with the Grand National. Because you're you're right. What happened? God forbid, if a horse dies in next year's Grand National. So is, is it a 30-runner yeah. race then in 2025? Is it a 20-runner race in, yeah. in... Like, if you can't justify the existence of the Grand National, you can't justify the existence of jump racing. And that's why it's a really dangerous, slippery slope to go down. Yeah. Yeah. And it should be the guys at the top that are... That are preaching this and they just don't seem to be you know i don't get any feeling of of a threat to irish racing john i do get a real sense of trepidation about british racing i have a real fear for the future of british racing but, but I I don't, don't, the I, trepidation that's coming from how, how they're handling it not, not, not i don't it's from, i don't i don't think it's a real at all uh if, if they handle it properly, you know yeah um but they, they just seem to yeah there's a yeah, exactly. And, and you're right. We'll never appease those people. Orla Cochlands of the world, they just want to watch racing burn. They have no interest in protecting an animals. They have no, in not really. They don't really want to protect racehorses and they have no interest in compromising. The, even their language has changed. Yeah. Initially, they were saying, oh, we're only, we only want to ban the Grand National. We don't want to ban racing. A month later, they're protesting at Royal Ascot. It's like they want it all. Yeah, yeah. You'll never keep those people yeah. happy. Uh, John, I, no. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I thank you very much because I know you're incredibly busy, um, but thank you for yeah, your time. Yeah. Um, please, God, we'll talk to you again before Cheltenham when hopefully you'll have a whole battalion of horses to go and, and uh, conquer the Cotswolds. Cheers, Emma. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Final Furlong Podcast as much as I've enjoyed recording it. If you did, a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app would be much appreciated. It'll only take 60 seconds of your time. Not even that. 
but it's a huge help to us with the algorithm. Likes and shares on social media, the very same as well. Share it on WhatsApp. Uh, share it wherever you can. John McConnell's a great guy and hope that you've enjoyed hearing about his top team for the new season. More great content on the way. Don't worry, Flat fans. We have not forgotten you. There's more great Flat content on the way as well, but more great Jumps content coming your way too uh, very soon, right here on the Final Furlong Podcast. From all of us on the team, we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Look after yourself and each other. God bless.